0: Coming up on Lockdown Brewers, it's Mailbag Monday. Getting to the always entertaining fan interaction with some questions. Also, we're going to talk about an extension of one of the key brewers. Stay with us. This is Lockdown Brewers.
1: You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey, and welcome back, Cheezers! to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, talking about your favorite teams every day. I am Vinny Rutino. You can follow me on Twitter, at Vinny Rattino. Also, check me out on the pre- and post-game shows during the season for Bally Sports Wisconsin. Also, joining me, as always, is future big league broadcaster, Dom Catronio. Make sure you follow him, at Dom underscore Catronio. Also, make sure you follow at Lockdown Brewers on Twitter and subscribe to Lockdown Brewers Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for making Lockdown Brewers your first listen every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we are free and available on all platforms. We are coming to you plausibly live for this show. Glad to be here. Glad you're with us, Dom. It's Mailbag Monday. Always love the Mailbag Monday. love the fan interaction. Not a ton of questions to get to, but you know we'll get into some interesting dialogue and interesting scenarios about our beloved crew and almost forgot, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, my lovely my lovely wife Maggie can certainly help. So hit her up on the on the, the phone application that's called Instagram. She's on there, so go ahead and uh, check it out. But Dom, how's it going? How was your Christmas?
1: It was great. Uh, I come to you plausibly live from the Valley of the Sun. Uh, I am in Phoenix, my childhood home, hanging out with my parents and my extended family this week. Um, so I can guarantee I am much warmer than you. I played golf, uh, yesterday. It was great. It was 65 degrees. So sorry to everybody. I will be home on Thursday though. So, uh, I am, uh, preparing myself to be cold, uh, brutal reality (laughs) coming. Uh, I do want to ask you one thing though, Vinny, I think I saw something on that phone app, the Instagram of you and uh, your in-laws all in matching shirts. What? Can you give us a backstory there?
0: Oh, the, these Kuiper women they drive <laughs> you nuts, and they're always they always got something up their sleeve. Because you know, my wife was like, I really like this green flannel. I think you should wear it over to my parents' Christmas party. I'm like, you know, yeah, I think it's a nice shirt. You know, I'm not a huge flannel guy, but. She's like, should we go with the medium or the large? You know, they really work the details here to get you going on these on these pranks. So I'm like, oh, I'll try but the Does large. your
1: wife always dress you though? Is this like kind of a normal course for you?
0: You know what? No, but I always ask her advice and she's she does not shy away from giving me her very opinionated opinions, you know, one way or the other. And so I I Yes I, I like that about it because you know what? She'll tell me if something looks terrible, but you know, then I always trust that something looks good. So um, right. anyway, but good question. So with these green flannel, this green flannel, I showed up at, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Kuyper's house, her mom and dad. And lo and behold, Mr. Kuyper, grandpa, papa, we call him, uh, had a green flannel on the exact same one that, uh, that Maggie bought for me. I'm like, what is going on? I'm getting a little fishy at this point. I think they planned this at this point. Then Cody, uh, my other brother-in-law. So my wife, Maggie's sister, Paula, her husband, Cody, shows up with the exact same green flannel. And, of course, obviously the fix is in. And then the little brother, Ricky, Maggie, Paula, uh, and Emily's little brother, Ricky, shows up with the green flannel. They got us. It was actually Ricky's girlfriend's idea, Alondra. It was her idea um, to do this. And it was probably the best prank they have they pulled on us. They pulled some pretty good ones over the years. We'll get into some of those as the, as the show comes up, uh, keeps going here especially during the lockout we might get into some of these pranks but uh, they got us uh, just gotta tip your cap at some point right down
1: <laughs> i love that yeah. that's fantastic that that's a family right there man yeah. we all we all wear our matching thing pajamas for christmas so okay uh we got extended family in tucson made to drive down so yeah. Uh, Some original Tucson Toros employees. If you're a real minor league diehard, you know about the Tucson Toros. Yeah. uh, Yeah, that's our Christmas. I'm here in the Valley. I saw some food We just hang out with family. Yeah, I saw
0: some really good food food. on your Instagram.
1: I'm uh, Italian and Mexican, so Christmas, we go all out, man. This is is our, you know, Super Bowl. So uh, Christmas Eve is the Feast of Seven Fishes. If you're not familiar, uh, it's an Italian tradition. Mm. Uh, Seven Fishes... uh, different, t- you can have a whole sorts of things. Uh, we had everything. We had uh, clam linguine, uh, Chilean sea bass, uh, crab legs, uh, shrimp. Uh, we made our own calamari, which was an amazing experience. Wow. Really, really good. Um, and then uh, we had we made like a crab cake, but instead of crab, we used salmon. Mm. Uh, and it was really fun. And then, uh, of course, Christmas Day being Mexican, tamales. So uh, it was awesome. But that's uh, that was our holiday. I hope everybody else had an amazing holiday as well. And uh, as we approach 2022, which is shocking that this Monday, of course, today is the final Monday of the 2021 year. Thank God it's the last Monday because it's been a hell of a year, obviously. Yeah. But let, let's get on a brighter note here. Let's talk about some brewers and let's talk about specifically Corbin Burns. And we both saw this from MLB Trade Rumors this week, Vinny. But c- perhaps a extension could be in the works for corbin burns uh you can go into a little more of the details here on it too but uh one do you think this makes sense right now and what do you think this would look like
0: you know it'd be pure speculation to kind of formulate what the years and the dollar amount per year would be on my part i would go pretty i would go pretty big here and i'll tell you why i would go i mean look you always want to be careful with pitchers, right? I think you and I have talked about this in the past where you kind of want to be careful with pitching just because there's, you know, one Tommy John surgery away or, or one tweak of the elbow or one, you know, I don't know, tweak of the shoulder. The shoulder is really the thing that you want to watch out for and these guys have trouble coming back from. But one tweak there in the contract's kind of, you know, not a great signing um, if you do extend pitchers that deep. But... With Corbin Burns, I would go deep on him. I would go into his – so he's 28 this year. He's going to be 28 this year. I would go 35, 36, age 35, 36 season. So that's – so what are you looking at? You're looking at an eight-year deal, and he's going to command upwards of 25, 30 million. So, I mean, I would go that big on him. And the reason being is because everything that I've heard about this kid's makeup is – has been spot on. I mean, as when I was scouting, I, I had the Brewers as a pro scout for the Texas Rangers. I had to cover every single player in the Brewers minor league system. I did my homework on this kid. I did my homework on all these guys, but I really dug deep on Corbin Burns, and what you found out was this guy had makeup that was off the charts. So what does that mean? Makeup means this guy's going to Go above and beyond. He's gonna do the, he's gonna go ex- the extra mile. He's got the mental game, and we saw all that on display this year. That he totally transformed himself into a, into a guy that was kind of a thrower, didn't really know where the ball was going, into now a pitcher with elite stuff. And I think that's just gonna continue. I think he's gonna continue to take care of his body. I think he's gonna do everything he has to do to be to maintain the level of performance that he maintained or that he he showcased this year. And I think that's going to continue well into his thirties. He's going to defy like the age curve. You do see that from some of these power pitchers like Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Just got what did he get? Two years, uh, fifty million dollar deal. In I mean, he's going to yeah be a year
1: with the team option. Yeah, forty
0: two when that's done, or forty one or forty two when that's done. So um, that's why I would go deep on on Burns with the with the extension, but. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Again, this is purely – I haven't heard anything about – I read the Trade Rumors article, and they were just kind of speculating the same thing. I, I think it's fun to speculate here. I think also, though, you're, the Brewers are setting up their franchise to, to basically be perennial uh, playoff contenders every single year if you have Corbin Burns on your roster. Dom, where are you? what do you think?
1: I, I think you're not really in a rush right now. Um, from a team perspective, uh, it, it's – It's easy to pay a guy, you know, say, hey, you just, you know, we'd love to keep you around. But also for Corbin Burns perspective, it's, you know, you got to go get what you're worth. And being a Cy Young Award winner certainly makes it a little more expensive for him, which is a good thing for him. Absolutely. He deserves every every penny he's got coming his way. What I think about is eight years is a long time for pitchers, especially right now. Uh, I don't, I don't see any pitcher really signing an eight year deal anytime in the future. Um, I I think it's just too many years from a team perspective, something more like four or five years, six years, because a, you don't want to have yourself anchored to dead money on a team that maybe isn't contending in a couple of years. I'm not saying that's going to happen with the brewers immediately, but what I'm saying is that these teams that have mega amounts of money chained to a pitcher on a team that maybe isn't competitive, it makes it hard to. You know, maybe trade that guy eventually down the road because you, know, you have all this money in a guy that maybe A, isn't performing at the level that he had originally signed for or B, is quite frankly going to a cash-strapped team even though they have a need. So there's a lot of things that can handcuff you with a long-term extension. However, on the flip side of that, It's Corbin freaking Burns. You'd love to keep him and love to hang on to him. He is still, I'd love to see him do it again. We saw it in flashes in 2020. He goes and wins a Cy I'm not saying he has to go win a Cy Young again in 2022, but this dude was the worst pitcher in baseball in 2019. So there is hesitation, I would imagine, from a front office perspective saying, hey, look, you had an amazing year and a third plus okay can we can we see it over two years can we see it over two and a half years and then talk to me because he's just getting ready to head into arbitration there's no need to rush this remember when jacob de signed his extension granted i'm not saying corbin burns is jacob Degrom. Degrom de was heading into his last year of arbitration so it's not like he was going to be a free agent that following year they just wanted to get it done and knock it out so that's where i stand on this i'd love to see it happen i don't think it's going to happen this offseason lockout aside I don't think it would happen this offseason there's not exactly a rush to do it would you agree
0: no I mean the the points you're making are 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 totally totally valid I'm I'm more speaking of uh, a wishful fan more more than anything (laughs) of just like I want this guy locked up for a long time just because I do think this is sustainable of what he did um this last year so I I'm I'm I do want to see it again. I'm very confident that we will see that again in years to come from Corbin Burns.
1: I think we all would love to see that again. So, uh, I mean, again, it was just a report. It's not like, you know, they're grinding out on a contract details. Obviously we're in a lockout. That's not happening. What we're saying is this is our mailbag version of our question to ourselves of saying, what if you signed Corbin Burns? What would it look like? And I, I agree with you. I think it would be somewhere in the 25 million a year annual um, I would see four years with a fifth-team option right now if I was the one signing him personally. So, boom, that's $100 million guaranteed. And then a fifth option would probably have a more of a vested $32, $34 million type value if the team decides to bring him. back. Something like that is what I'd, I'd expect to see. Um, uh, If he earns it and shows that he's the best pitcher in baseball again next year, I'd, he's easily going to be going over $200 million in my opinion. So yeah. uh, that, that's something to look out for. And maybe new terms in the CBA will either inhibit or uh, actually, you know, promote him getting more money in the future. So uh, shout out to Corbin Burns. Go get your man, money, man. Uh, speaking of uh, getting getting yours and getting what you really want this holiday season, we got to talk about our friends at Built Bar. Uh, of course, Christmas has come and gone. We want to make sure you get what you actually want. You can go to built.com and use our promo code locked fifteen. To get the most delicious and the best of both worlds protein bar, low in calorie, sugar, carbs, and fat, and it's high in protein, it's Built Bar. So again, it goes LOCKED15 on Built.com. That promo code will get you 15% off your order. Built Bar is going to give you that extra fuel with so many flavors. You've got raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. Uh, I tell you what, like playing golf today i would have loved to have a built bar out there it would have got me going i think it would have kept me in the loop it would have kept me sharp uh obviously i'm a little rusty right now but hey i should have had a built bar i should have been more prepared so go to our friends built.com use promo code locked 15 you're gonna get 15 percent off your order here this holiday season going to built bar
0: are you gonna keep rubbing it in that you were golfing
1: and while it was twenty degrees here? <laughs> uh, I, hey, did you hear? I, I I played golf with my dad uh, yesterday, and uh, I'm actually gonna be playing golf a little bit later today. Actually, since uh, this is Monday, yeah. of course, uh, I gotta get it in while I can, Absolutely. man. Simulator yeah. golf can only hold me over so long. <laughs> For folks watching on YouTube, uh, no free ads, but I, you may recognize this logo if you're a real diehard golf fan. My friends at No Laying Up helped me out with this hoodie, okay. so uh, they're they're good guys. Uh, Anyway, let's get to the mailbag questions here, shall we, Vinny? Uh, We got a couple of good questions. Uh, Obviously, holidays, appreciate anybody sending in a a couple of questions here as you're hanging out with your family. Uh, We got a tweet from Phil, and I want to get this one out of the way rather quickly. Uh, Paul DeYoung to Milwaukee, who says no? Uh, The entire infield and I say no. I don't know about you, Vinny.
0: You know, I I like Paul DeYoung. I think he's. I think he had a down year. I think there's some injury things that happened. I think that he's also tried to tweak some things with his swing a little bit too much. I think he's one of those guys. I think he probably needs to go back and simplify what he was doing back in 2017 and 18. Um, but I like Paul DeYoung. I don't know where he would fit. I mean, I think there would be – it would be an insurance option at third base, obviously, if Arias doesn't have the year he had last year and if he struggles defensively at third base, I think there could be a fit there. Um, I, You know, what would the – in any of these questions, I always say, okay, what would it cost, right? So um, I, I would entertain it. I would certainly entertain it. The Brewers would find a way to get him in the lineup somehow and kind of – don't play musical chairs, but it is a right handed third baseman at this point. That's where he would fit, or I guess first platoon. Um, or perhaps play some He's only played up
1: the up the middle his whole career as well. That's something to keep in mind. Uh but the thing with Paul DeYoung too is he signed a very uh team friendly but also guaranteed himself some security uh extension as soon as he made his big league debut in twenty eighteen. He remember he debuted in twenty seventeen with the Cardinals. But uh, in 2018, he signed a six-year deal worth 26 million dollars with two team options on the end of that deal. So he's under guaranteed control through the 2025 season, and he's got two team options uh, coming up after that, or uh, I should say, he's under guaranteed control through next year and through 2023, and he's got team options in 24 and 25. So he's still owed uh, another almost uh, 30, uh, another almost the entirety of that money is owed to him. At the back end of this contract, he's making six million this year. He's making nine million next year, and then if those options exercise, he's making twelve and fifteen million. So there is a significant financial investment if you wanted to get Paul DeYoung versus a guy like Luis Urias, who is still under team control until twenty twenty five, and that's going through all of the Young's option years. And Urias is only arbitration eligible for the first time in twenty twenty three. So there's not really a rush to get Paul DeYoung.
0: There's not a rush, but again, I think I think the Brewers would entertain the idea. You know, these these deals do get creative too, Dom. I mean, if the if the Cardinals yeah. are really motivated to get rid of Paul DeYoung, they could take on some money as well, uh, and then almost like pay for another additional prospect in the, in the deal type of thing. I think it, it's entertaining for me. I, I do think that there's some performance and some you know re- good performance left in in there. Um, I, I like, I've like. i always liked this guy. I mean, he's just been a performer uh, ever since he he signed with the uh, Cardinals as a fourth-round draft pick back in 2015, I believe it was. So, um,
1: Shout-out to the Sycamores. Shout-out to Indiana State.
0: Illinois State, right? Indiana State. Illinois State, State. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So,
1: You're right, Illinois State. I, I misread it because you know what? I was watching Hoosiers last night. That's <laughs> why I was locked in on Indiana. So yeah. Indiana State came into my head. I was thinking of Sean Maniah too. I was looking at his uh, baseball oh. reference page the other day too.
0: Yeah, no, easy to easy to probably confuse those two schools anyway. But uh, there's actually a lot, <laughs> quite a few big leaguers that come from Indiana yes. State as well. Yeah, so um, both schools. Yeah, right. So, uh, but yeah, that's my that was- take on Paul DeYoung. Like him, I would entertain yep. it.
1: Thank you, Phil. Thank you for the question. Uh, another one. I thought this was a lot of fun. Uh, this one was from Nick. And I think he kind of misphrased it in the tweet, but I want to uh, try to translate it. If you could have a current brewer on a past team or a past brewer on the current team, who would you choose? And also, it doesn't necessarily need to be a brewer on the past team. Uh, who would you want to see on the current team? Uh, my answer is very, very easy. Uh, I want Prince Fielder on this team right now. <laughs> if I could, uh, you need a first baseman, you need some power, and Prince Fielder seems like the easiest answer to me. Uh, I. I mean, shoot. I was looking back. Obviously, he's on the Hall of Fame ballot this year. Uh, I was looking back at his seven-year peak there, 2007 through 2013. He had 255 homers. He only missed one game for five straight years. Uh, he had, was the second most homers in the bigs, only behind Miguel Cabrera. And that was at the peak of his powers. He had a nine thirty OPS over those games. Uh, he was one of the best players in baseball bar none between the brewers and the tigers right before he got, uh, went to the Rangers before that, that didn't really work out for him. But those, uh, 2007 to 2013 Prince fielder, I'd love him on the current Milwaukee brewers. I don't know about you.
0: I mean, yeah, I- so I would have picked, you know, Robin Yount, someone to man center. Field. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was assuming
1: yeah, right. we're not picking Hall of Famers, right? No, it's
0: but I. I so I'm, I'm gonna kind of tweak my answer and kind of support you because look, I played with Prince very briefly when I got called up to the big leagues, and my goodness, this guy not only was a performer, but this guy was a champion. He wasn't he you you, you consider guys winners, but this guy was a champion, and he was not real media friendly either. So. A lot of people didn't really get to know the real Prince Fielder. Man, this guy was a winner. Not all, he, was a, he was a champion. Literally, this guy wanted to win so bad, and he was such a great teammate, kept it loose in the clubhouse despite, again, the persona that he portrayed in the media that he was this kind of like real quiet, reserved, kind of a hard competitor type. Man, no, this guy was – he kept it light. He was one of the funniest guys I've ever met uh, just in life in general. But, man, this guy was – he was some kind of competitor. He wanted to win so bad. He was intense between the lines. Um, but, my goodness, could he hit. And he was not just a power hitter. He could hit. He had such a short swing. I'm telling you, 18 years old, my first spring training, I saw Prince Fielder at uh, – he was, like I said, 18. My, I was 23. I'm, I wasn't 18. Um, but it was my first <laughs> spring training. saw Prince Fielder hit a ball out to dead center field at Maryville – and he comes back, and he and he talked He was talking to me about it, and I was like, "He's like, man, uh, you know, I, I didn't really cu- quite get." Th-. I'm like, Prince, I've never seen anyone do that. <laughs> what you just did, you just hit a line <laughs> drive out to dead center, um, and you're. He, he was like this baby face kid, 18 years old. I mean, so much talent, so much. And he was a good athlete, despite the 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 body wasn't in great the greatest shape all the time. Man, this guy would curl 80 pound dumbbells. I'm telling you, this guy was one of the most talented players I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, that's a really good call by you, Dom. I, I agree. Prince fielder.
1: I think you would fit on this team immediately, right yeah. now, and it'd be, it'd be an absolute perfect fit. Uh, so shout out to Prince. Uh, I don't think he's really going to make it in the Hall of Fame, unfortunately. Um, career too short. Right. Uh, real, real tough blow with the neck injury yeah. there with the Rangers. That really stunk to watch from afar. Uh, but we wish Prince and uh, his family all the best because, man, great memories in Milwaukee, obviously. Uh, I will never forget the earthquake walk-off celebration. That was the best. Yeah. Uh, it, nothing's ever going to top that. Nothing ever will top that. So, it, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, before we get to our last couple of questions here, we want to talk about our friends at Online. We're almost at the end of the year. Plenty more holiday sports happening right now. College football bowls, as many as there are left, I guess at this point, are still happening. Uh, also, you've got pro football playoffs on the way. Packers continue to roll. Uh, how about the thumping that the Cowboys put on last night on Washington? That was uh, something. Uh, also, Joe Burrow went off yesterday too. You could have bet on all this stuff on Bet Online. It's your number one spot for sports action all season long. You can go to their website and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You're going to get the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. Again, LOCKED ON, all one word, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. You've got basketball, football, NHL, boxing, you name it, they've got it. You can take advantage of all the amazing offers on Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait, take advantage, bet online where the game starts. All right, our last couple of questions here, Vinny, before we get out of here on a short, uh, shortened edition of this Monday Mailbag Holiday Edition. Uh, this is a question I actually got in my uh, DMs uh, from Sam, uh, who sent me this, and I was really intrigued by this question. Uh, what would a Josh Hader package look like? Uh, when do you sell, and what would be the required return? Does it happen anytime soon? So let's start with the basi- basics here. Josh Hader is still under team control for two years. Okay, He's in his second year of arbitration. He is projected to make $10 million according to Baseball Trade Rumors uh, arbitration tracker. Uh, he is the best closer in baseball, bar none. But he is also on a very much wide-open window contending World Series team right now. You would never trade him this offseason. I would be absolutely shocked, unless they fully believe Devin Williams would be ready to be the closer, which I think this past playoff showed He's not quite ready because, well, we all know what happened with the broken hand. So needs a little bit more time to understand the role and see what happens. So this hypothetical happens at a vacuum. If it was me, I am not trading him this year. I'm not even trading him until at the earliest next off season. But that would still have to drastically change your window. I don't think the window would be closed at the in the twenty twenty three season either. So that's something I need to get out of the way first. I would not be trading him because you have a legitimate chance to make it to a World Series with him on your roster under team control. With that being said, I think this would be a massive haul. You've evaluated talent, Vinny. You've seen the minor league talent. You you understand when there's something, when there's a big fish in the water right around trade deadline time or if somebody's allegedly available, What is what is a team assigning a scout to say, we're going for the cream of the crop. What does a trade like that prepare to bring in for the team?
0: You need multiple top five prospects in the system, and you need them to be close to big league ready in order to to make that return look you know, smart. I mean, because I'm with you. I, I've said this for a while now. I, I think Josh Hader is off the table in terms of a trade, in terms of a package. And I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, they need him to win the World Series let's say let's say they didn't have josh hader they would be trying to acquire josh hader to win the world series yes. so you you've got him unless again david stearns and matt arnold have have pulled moves off that don't make a lot of sense at the time but then they always seem to work out so let's say they did trade josh hader it would probably work out right just because whatever they do seems to turn to gold so um i would say i'd say no i would say he's untouchable untouchable because you need him
1: now, I want to do a hypothetical just to entertain this real quick. Uh, 2016, Aroldis Chapman was traded from the Yankees to the Cubs in the Cubs World Series run, of course. He was the best closer in baseball at the time, and it was four players in the deal. Two minor leaguers that never really made it out of the minors. Art Warren, a very serviceable reliever. Uh, he's pitched for several teams. He hasn't pitched in the last two years, actually, but he's... Did his job and was a big piece for the uh, for that trade. And, of course, the headline of that trade was Glaber Torres. So, two big leaguers and two modern leaguers that didn't really work out. And that was for a Chapman, who was going to be a free agent that offseason. Of course, we all know after he won the World Series with the Cubs, he went right back to the Yankees. So, my point is this. In a hypothetical situation, if for some reason, let's say it's a different universe and the Brewers are not contending this year, and they have Josh Hader... Available to trade. With two years of control as the best closer in baseball, you are surpassing that haul that the Yankees received from the Cubs for a role as Chapman. And one team that came in mind for me personally, if this was hypothetical this coming year, was the Texas Rangers, actually, because they're now going into a win now mode. They have prospects to trade and they have some big league talent to trade. And I'm going to be completely honest and I, I, my name, and this is again, a hypothetical, this is not happening. This is not happening. Don't put this on me. <laughs> my name would be Josh Hader. I need at least Jack Leiter coming back. I need your first pick from this past year coming back because this is the best closer in baseball. I need your number one prospect. I need a couple big leaguers, maybe Josh Young, even too, who's supposed to be their third baseman of the future. I need your best prospects. This is Josh Hader. We're talking about, he deserves that kind of respect in my opinion.
0: Yeah, exactly. He does. So that's, that's the point you need close to big league ready prospects and you need, you need, you know, the top, at least one of the top three, probably two out of the top five in order to make right. It, and, know, but yeah.
1: teams don't make these right. deals anymore. That's the biggest thing right. to remember of this. These deals don't happen anymore. Prospects are actually considered very cool these days. Not no more the saying prospects are cool. You know, banners are cooler. It's not quite the same. No one's going to blow up an organization. Just for one guy. It just doesn't happen anymore. The teams are so much smarter. There's so much information out there. It doesn't happen that easy. So uh, I want to get to our last, a little more lighthearted question. I thought that was a fun question to entertain, but I don't think Josh Hader is getting traded anytime soon. Uh, this is a more lighthearted question from one of our, our regulars here as well. Uh, what made you fall in love with the game? This is from Erica. Uh, Vinny, I want you to take this because this is, I think, is going to be a great answer from you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what made me fall in love with the game ever since I was a little guy. My goodness, I, I loved playing ball. My my parents would always tell stories about me chasing the ball around at age two years old, just couldn't get enough of just baseball and playing with with balls. And, um, you know, that's what I, I mean, ever since I could hit, I could always hit. Right. I, I was just born being able to barrel up the baseball and in little league, I would hit home runs. must be nice. Jeez, must be nice. (laughs) I didn't know any different. I was like, why can't, why can't everyone just hit? (laughs) Why can't everyone just put a barrel (laughs) on the ball? Um, But that's, I mean, and then that's what it, when it's really fun too, right? When you're pretty good at it and you're just kind of like, not even knowing why you're good at it. But uh, so, but then, what made me fall in love with it is that you know, as you continue to to grind through the challenges of the game, I think the, the mastery part of it, you never figure it out, but you're always striving to figure it out. and that's what I loved about it the most. That's what I loved about it the most. the the grind, the everyday grind, the failing and then trying to figure it out, um, even though you never will. that's that's what I loved about it and that's that's kind of what I teach the kids that I work with in the winters is like, Look, this game is never going to be figured out, but just keep going and, and, and keep trying to figure it out and keep trying to work and continue to improve your game. And it just, it, it's like a labor of love, really. And that's, it's, it's, that's what I love most about it, to be honest. And I continue to love that part of it, right? Because now I'm, I was on the scouting side and, and that's the same exact thing. Now I'm on the broadcasting side and it's very, very similar. To that feeling and so um I, that's what i that's what i love about it but dom i'm interested in your answer as well because um my goodness you obviously love the game very very much too and what what keeps you coming back
1: for me I've, i have had a very lucky upbringing to be you know i've seen big league games since i was born practically so uh, i've been in big league press boxes i've been in big league clubhouses i've been in big league dugouts on the field i've been in it my entire life thanks to my dad and uh, and the Oakland A's, Texas Rangers, Houston Astros, and my various uh, teams in, in my baseball career. But I, I'll always remember you know, sitting between my dad and Eric Nadel with the Texas Rangers back in the day. Uh, just sitting in the booth, watching the game, and listening to Eric or my dad call the game. And maybe I notice something, and they're talking about something different. Then I go and notice that, and then they go back and talk about something else. Now, there's so many nuances to this beautiful game that there's always something to notice or to talk about. It is a talking game. It's a mm. talking sport. And that there's always something to say, hey, did you notice how, how up the middle Willie was playing on that ground ball? Or, hey, did you see how Yelich took that 2-0 fastball? I was like, why would you take a 2-0 fastball? Because clearly he's maybe sitting on a slider or whatever. I love those nuances. I love getting into the nitty-gritty and talking to players about, you know, the, that little next-level stuff that maybe never even gets onto the air. But just trying to understand – the game at a different level for the guys that are playing between lines. Cause look, you played in the big leagues. I played JV. Okay, man. <laughs> like I'm not going to be ever able to say, I, I, I get what you're saying kind of thing, but I want to try to get into the minds of athletes and understand the nuances and the amazing strategy that goes into this amazing game. And I, that's what I love about this. There's, everybody notices something different on a baseball field. There's nine guys out there, positioned very specifically. A coach can tell a guy to move two steps and it turns out to be the difference. I think that's just so, so cool. And uh, those are the things that me, being a stats nerd, love to find out with StatCast and find positioning and find batter tendencies, things like that. I, I love the game within the game before pitch is even thrown. I think that's amazing. I want to
0: piggyback real quick off what you just said because here's the thing. Here, here's what I've noticed in being part of this game professionally for the last almost 20 years now is that you do not have to have played to have feel for this game of what you're just talking about. Feel for, feel for, you know, talking about the little nuances because I I'm with you. I love doing that. That's one of my favorite things to do is just talk baseball. I don't care if I'm sitting on my couch or sitting in a dugout in, in a major league dugout or in a broadcast booth that is the most fun thing for me. And you do not have to have played to have feel for that. And I will talk to anybody. doesn't matter who you are. If you do have feel and display feel, and you certainly do Dom. And uh, you know, that that's, that's the most fun thing for me in this game. And I love doing that.
1: I agree. That, that's a great question from Erica. We appreciate it. And that's a great way to close out our mailbag Monday here in this short week. Uh, a reminder again here, as we move on with uh, the the end of this episode, that, three episode week again this week look it's the holidays new years at the end of the week so uh we're we're planning on a tuesday episode more to come on that in a moment uh and then we'll also do our throwback thursday series we'll be taking wednesday and friday off again this week as well that's the plan as of now uh things change holiday week again i'm in a different state right now so we're trying to figure things out too so uh uh, one thing also we want to thank everybody for liking subscribing rating whatever it may be Like us on Apple Podcasts. It really does go a long way. Give us a good rating. Give us five stars. If you give us one star, I get it. You're a Cardinals fan, but it's all good. (laughs) So what we want to say is thank you to everybody in this happy holiday season. As we get ready to head into the new year, we got a lot of stuff planned for you. It's a little tough, obviously, in a lockout right now, but we really think the best is yet to come for us. So uh, this should be a whole lot of fun. So we do want to thank you for making us your first listen. Locked on Brewers every single day. So with that, that's the end of our episode. Go make your second listen locked on bets, of course, as we always say. That's our boys. uh, That's your boy Q and also Lee Sterling. It's a one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's free and it's available on all platforms. So uh, real quick, Vinny, do you have any New Year's resolutions, by the way?
0: None that I've thought of right now. I will think of one, though. Yeah, no. How about you? Tell me. No,
1: no, I, I I think I'm perfect. I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, it, we'll, we'll figure something out. Probably uh, just trying to be a little more organized, I think, is, is the, everybody. That's kind of an evergreen one, if you will. But uh, we got a lot more to come. Uh, we should have an interrogation Tuesday up tomorrow. Be locked on our Twitter for that. Uh, remember, follow us on Twitter, locked on brewers or our individual accounts, VinnyRutino, Dom underscore Catronio. Uh, that's Vinny. I'm Dom. Thanks so much for listening on this Mailbag Monday, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.